0: Welcome to The Podity. I'm Nate. I'm Stephen. And this is the show where we talk about all things nerdy, from Horcruxes to Bertie Bot's Every Flavor Beans. And today we'll be talking about Harry Potter. Allons-y! Horcrux- <laughs>
1: horcruxes. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: if you're wondering why we're cackling away like some idiots, uh, it's because of the emphasis of how I pronounce Horcruxes. And mm-hmm. right before we started, Stephen, you want no, wanna... like to say what? I to say Why not? It's a hilarious joke. It's a PG show, guys. It's a. Is it really a PG
1: show? I think so. No. This is this, this not a PG joke, This is fine.
0: It's not a PG show. You can say these kinds of jokes. It's fine. Well, basically, <laughs> in the... In the working up for today's episode, in in while we were working on the drafts, I wrote from Horcruxes to Bertie Bott's Reflavored Beans, and I purposefully misspelled Horcruxes mm-hmm. as W H O R E hyphen C R U X E S. Yeah, and Stephen, you know, lawfully good, kind. Yes. Spiritually Connected (laughs) Steven said, are Horcruxes Horcruxes because you leave as part of you in it, in the whore? (laughs) Yeah, and I said, yes, and the lives you kill to create that Horcrux are the sperm you leave behind when you do it. (laughs) So that's how we're going to start our episode on Harry Potter.
1: Man, we'll be talking about kids (laughs) right after this, Well,
0: growing up. Well, we're not talking about kids, we're talking about heroes. Okay, yeah, yeah. And technically, we won't really be talking about kids as well, because I won't be focusing too much on the actual movies and stories, because let's face it, everybody knows the stories of Harry Potter. Oh yeah, from... spoiler alert though. Right? You no, know, I mean like everybody knows the stories of Harry Potter, come on, it's it's one of the most renowned stories of all time amongst most generations.
1: That is very true,
0: actually. Yeah, there are like seven books, eight movies, and a slew of video games. Everybody knows the story of one Harry Potter. Yeah. As so much so as he was practically a live person in this world. Yeah. So I won't go into full detail into most of the story, but Mm -hmm. still we're going to be talking a little bit about the books and movies here and there, and we're going to be referencing them quite quite a lot or as much as we can so spoiler alert for anyone who's listening who has not watched or read harry potter and doesn't want it to be spoiled and at this point why seriously why if you if you are at this point in time at this stage and you haven't read harry potter and you haven't watched harry potter and you're still one of the people that
1: doesn't want it to be spoiled and you're listening to this episode. Well, I'll say, this is your it's a your lucky day because go and watch it, man. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and well, you get to experience good, yeah. it from the
0: beginning again. I would say watch the movies then read the
1: books. Yeah, I would go there out there as well. Uh, it way, will yeah. be
0: it will be much easier on your brain when you don't have <laughs> anything to compare it to.
1: Yeah, that's that's true.
0: I will say though, like okay, so we're gonna say once again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We're gonna be talking about books and movies of Harry Potter as much as we can. Maybe a little bit of Fantastic Beasts. Who knows? Yeah, we might t- be talking about that as well. So if you haven't watched it and you don't want it spoiled, probably not the best choice to be watch- listening to this episode of mm. the Poddy. Go check out the rest of our stuff. We have a lot of other episodes that you might interest you if you're interested in Harry Potter. We have quite a few fantasy based episodes like The Witcher. Yeah, so that might be of some interest to you. And you know, go check that out. You know, spend maybe a month or so reading and watching all of <laughs> Harry Potter, and then come back to this episode. You won't miss a thing.
1: Yeah, the best thing though, when it comes to reading Harry Potter, the moment you start reading it, you can't really put it down. It's so it's so fascinating it's at true. each mo- yeah. moment, right?
0: It is it is a good book that keeps you wanting more because it's easily digestible as well. Yeah, it's not so heavy on the heavy on the plot and the deaths and everything. George R R Martin. Yeah, you know it's J.K. Rowling did a pretty good job keeping it a streamlined story all throughout.
1: Yeah, and even the expositions were done really well. Like it is done. Yes, it, uh, it's
0: actually done pretty well.
1: Yeah, even I think it's part of the soft world building thing when he's when as she you know shared a bit more about oh, how the world looks like it kind of triggered your imagination at exactly. least for me. Yeah,
0: and I think those were some of the things that translated pretty well over into the movies. Yeah, definitely, and the movies I in I my opinion are with some. And here we go. My opinion again. If you've mm-hmm. to a Batman episode, you know what <laughs> I'm talking about. But yeah, here's my opinion again. With exception to a few uh, little direction details, mm-hmm. the movies were done very well.
1: I would agree. In uh, terms of yeah.
0: artistic direction, in terms of thematics, it yeah. was done perfectly. Yeah. The way they showcased the magics in the world yeah. was so well done. Mm-hmm. And all the props, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the props were physical props Mm. the physical effects props rather than visual effects and graphics that were Mm -hmm. added on later which was perfect I love those kinds of things one scene that comes to my mind is when Harry in I believe Chamber of Secrets first enters the Mm. burrow and in the movie you see him walk into the burrow and Ron is like shoving food in his face and he's like "Not much, Ron it's home (laughs) and he's like I think it's brilliant because you walk into a house this is the first time the audience gets to see a wizard. magic a wizarding's house. Family, a wizard, yeah, right. a wizarding family's house. Yeah. And you get to see the knitting, knitting itself. You yeah. see some of the pots and pens. Cleaning themselves. Ooh, exactly. It's so it captures the magic yeah. of the Harry Potter. And world. The clock though. Yeah, the clock a is bit, one of A bit
1: creepy, it's a bit like you know, being tracked, but yeah, it's but awesome.
0: <laughs> you say that now, but you literally hold in your hand right now and a device that helps keep people I know, track I know, location I know, I know. at I know. all
1: time. I, Google, please don't kill me. Yeah, (laughs) well, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) dear lord, Google.
0: But the thing Mm. is, the first two movies, I feel, capture the magic of somebody who's entering the wizarding world for the first time. With brand new eyes, with young eyes, every All the magics are kind
1: of light and pretty Mm. and very... Well, hmm. actually, maybe not just light and pretty. I mean, I think Prisoner of... No, sorry. The Uh, first two uh, movies. Chamber of Secrets is quite... Well, no, that, gets really that is towards intense. the end of the movie. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. But
0: all the magics that are displayed are quite poppy and pretty. Like, I, I guess
1: so. I mean, this is, we are looking at it from the eyes of Harry, right? He's a 13-year-old, 13, exactly, 13, 14 year well, old Well, no, 11, 12. Oh, 11, 12. At younger, those yeah. two books, movies. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: right. And that's what I mean by when you get towards the end of the second movie, it gets a bit darker. Mm. And then by the third movie, it gets really dark with, where you get, yeah. you get to know of Azkaban, you yeah. get to know of all that stuff where you get a bit more of a history into the First Wizarding War, Mm, where Voldemort and his supporters are now being held at a high-security prison facility known as Azkaban, and you get to see things such as Dementors.
1: Which is as scary as hell. Yes, the Dementors
0: are... It's one of my favorite things about Harry Potter world, the Dementors. It's such a scary element to have. I compare it to kind of like the Nazgul in Lord of the Rings, it's kind of a thing where you can't. You can try and beat it back, but you can never actually defeat it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think what's so scary for me about the Dementors is the the Dementors kiss. Yes, definitely. It it takes away. Uh, especially yeah. I'll I'll go into it. So it's like the idea of uh her, her book is really about love and death mm-hmm. as as part of really integral in the integral in the story, right? Yep. And I think Dementors take it to the next level because it sucks away your soul and Definitely, yeah. you have no idea what's going to happen to you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And one thing that I really liked about it was that
0: it gives the soul a less... Oh, what is the word I'm thinking of? It gives the soul a more physical property. Yes. Okay, that, that's a fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And that it can actually be removed and you will be bereft of it and yeah. you will be a husk that yeah. you will die and that is just and it. it's not
1: you don't even know whether you will die or you don't really, even know what happens after yeah. right exactly
0: precisely it's like worse than tangible death. that's yeah. the word oh. it gives the soul a tangible quality which is such an amazing thing mm. if you can yeah. physically remove the soul from from a being yeah. and that will leave them a husk of a person yeah. that is such a cool concept a scary as concept as well. Yeah, and I love that so much. It's amazing. that, And I really want to see more representation of those kinds of things in fantasy especially. Mm. That would be so, such a cool thing to happen. Yeah. But beyond stuff like the those mechanics of the movies, the actual thematics of the movies as well became a lot darker from yep. the, from the third movie onwards. Yeah. And when you get to the fourth movie, you get the Goblet of Fire, which which is the Tri-Wizard Tournament. Mm-hmm. You get your first...
1: Student oh, death, yeah, At the end that's of it. right. because Voldemort is First Death as well, right? In, first student on screen.
0: Death. Well, first death on screen, maybe I think so for Harry Potter.
1: Oh, Quirrell, Quirrell first death. You Quirrell was so, yeah. the first to die, okay. but
0: it wasn't. So this one was a bit more yeah. guttural and yeah. a bit yeah, it was a bit out there, and you get to see the death of, oh, my hero. Cedric Cedric Diggory. Diggory yeah I love the character Cedric Diggory so much because that's the way he was written he, he's supposed mm. to be the kind of person that everybody falls in love with yeah and uh, he, was, he, he was he played it so well yeah was, and Robert Pattinson, Robert, Pattinson like right? definitely yeah. such an amazing actor and he, back when he was a kid as well he performed such a good job mm. and that was amazing man also if spoiler alert for right now Goblet of Fire is my favorite Of the four, of the eight movies,
1: movies, okay, yeah, Yeah. of of the eight movies, yeah,
0: because well, there is a lot of things that happen in Goblet of Fire, yeah, but one thing in particular shoots it to the top of my movies list of the eight Harry Potter movies. Mm -hmm. You want to know what it is and why? Do you want to take a guess? Want to venture a guess?
1: Uh, the one that really shoot that makes you really like the, the fourth yeah, it's movie. just one stupid i will say it's a very stupid thing uh-huh. that i
0: love this movie for but i unapologetically love this movie because
1: of that hmm okay let me guess um oh man there's so many things that can okay give me a clue uh in the sure. middle sec in the middle part middle or beginning or the end
0: it's not um, a scene itself it is And this will probably... You'll probably be able to figure it out already. It's a casting.
1: Oh, uh, (laughs) right. Uh, Barty Crouch Jr. Definitely.
0: (laughs) Played by the one and only David Tennant.
1: Yeah. And it
0: was such a good... Every time I watch that movie now, I get to see him on Harry Potter and it's so lovely. And that's another beautiful thing about the movies as well. Mm -hmm. It has all the best actors in all all of the UK. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And they're every single one of them played such a big role and lived up to the role. The movies version of it, because I will not I will get into it a little bit later, but there are definitely some several differences between yes, the book yeah. and the movie characters. Yeah, one in particular, one the most prominent would probably be Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Michael Gambon's version of Dumbledore, rather mm-hmm. not Richard Harris's version of Dumbledore. Richard Harris's
1: version of Dumbledore, I would say, is quite similar to that of the books. But then again, uh, I mean, Dumbledore's role, and even in the books, takes on a lot more later on. So you Definitely, get to see. Yeah. And then the earlier, two mov- the earlier first two books or so, he has quite a lesser role Definitely, in the sense. Definitely, yes. Eh? So,
0: and that's why I would say as well, I think would... Michael Gambon was the proper choice to go. Mm-hmm. Because even though the change wasn't as gradual as mm-hmm. maybe JK wrote it, mm-hmm. but they needed someone of Gambon's acting prowess to play the end of the Harry Potter franchise, Uh, Dumbledore.
1: Yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah, and it was,
0: honestly speaking, I, okay, and this is, like, I will get into it later when we talk more about Dumbledore as well, but I think his portrayal of Dumbledore towards the end was the perfect, he was the perfect person to play Dumbledore for that portrayal of Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, this movie has some of the best casting you could have ever hoped for. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it. I believe, honestly speaking, it rivals Lord of the Rings as one of the best casted movies franchises ever.
1: I cannot disagree with yeah. that. Alan Although, Rickman uh, as yeah. Snape, yeah. Dave Maggie
0: Smith as McGonagall, and you have Ward Davis as mm-hmm. Professor Flit- Flitwick. Yes, sorry. I almost said Fleetwood because I was listening to Fleetwood Mac earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Professor Flitwick as well. Yeah. And then you have Emma Thompson as... Professor Trelawney, an amazing actress as well. And it's just a massive cast of wonderful talents. But I cannot overstate that amongst all these royalty of UK acting, Mm -hmm. Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, and Daniel Radcliffe held their own Oh yeah. All the way yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, definitely. From being from being kids who yeah. were cast into the role of the main trio of Harry yeah. Potter all the way till they were in their adulthood. Yeah. Perfect, perfect portrayals of Harry Potter, Hermione Weasley and Ron. Hermione yeah. Granger and Ron Weasley. Yeah. Really great portrayals. And it is did you
1: almost say Hermione Wesley?
0: I did say Hermione. Technically, you're not wrong, but technically, yeah. technically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wrong. But here's the thing: beyond the main cast of the th- of the trio, right? You also have other people like Neville, uh-huh, like he... Seamus, uh, yeah. like Dean. Those characters were not so integral to the story, maybe except for mm. Neville. Yep, and I think
1: but... Neville in the movie not so much, but more in the m- in the books.
0: Neville, in the movies, he kind of came into his role when... The last bit, right? The last two movies. in yeah. Book seven, essentially. Yeah. Which is which makes sense because yeah. he's coming to his own. Also, you have Luna Lovegood. Oh, yeah. Wonderful character. Yep, definitely. I love, love Ivana Lynch as well. Her portrayal of Luna Lovegood is so loony <laughs> and so amazingly done. Yeah. And it's just... It really boggles me that kids their age... Could perform to that caliber.
1: Yeah, I, 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 would, be, I would think that they have wonderful guidance as well, right, from the adults of around course, them. Of they course, of course. I mean, te- yeah. I mean,
0: they are acting across, like I mentioned, the royalty exactly of yeah. all British cinema mm. and film and TV. Of course, they would pick up a few things here and there, but to hold their own all throughout and. From what I know, Daniel Ratcliffe, from the beginning of the filming, from the first take, he was most of the time able to deliver his performances in one take Wow well, wow, okay. because he was a theater kid right okay, he came from theater where you know you can't mess up, yeah, and it's just made me think there are so many so many child actors now that are really so good as well, yeah, that perform that kind of perform above their weight class, if you will. Yeah. And it's insane. For example, in Logan,
1: Mm -hmm. Daphne Keen,
0: she did such an amazing job. And she's a kid. Yeah. Right? All the Stranger Things kids. Yes. All of them. So freaking amazing. What amazing performances all throughout. Uh, If you're a fan of Walking Dead as well, there is... Ooh, what's her name? Judith? Judith? Judith, Judith, I haven't watched The 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 actress who played Judith Grimes... Also an amazing actress. And they're all kids, man. Or like Carl, for instance, as well. He did an amazing job. And it's really made me think, like, child actors nowadays are getting so much better. Yeah, I they're mean, that's getting... good news, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though. When we were chi- when we were children, who were the child actors we, know- we knew? I mean... Uh... Amanda Bynes, kind of. She was a child actor. I mean,
1: uh, the three that you already mentioned. Hilary Duff. Deaf, yeah.
0: Yeah, kind of messed up though. That the way they—that's why whenever I see a child, I mean, we're getting a bit of tension. But whenever I see a child actor nowadays, I always hope for them not to be screwed up when they grow up. Mm-hmm. And it's—I really hope nothing happens to, for example, the Stranger Things kids. Yeah, I hope beyond becoming like even I hope they don't even become dickheads. For example, Justin Bieber—he mm-hmm. was a piece of shit for a while. He seems okay now, but. Maybe that was his teenage years or mm-hmm. whatever, but still, he kind of became a little, a little shit.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose maybe there's guidance or whatsoever. Right nowadays, there's more like education or going around these things. Or oh, but maybe just people, different personality as well. Probably you're yeah. right. Yeah, but the thing is, if you
0: think back all the way to the early two thousands, mm-hmm. back when the books weren't even finished, you have these three kids coming in and. Performing at the levels that they performed. Yeah. Not only them, Draco Malfoy as well. Yeah. Yeah, he was he's a pretty good actor. Tom Felton's a really good actor. Yeah, he is. It's insane. And it's just I know for a fact these books, these movies, this this intellectual property has impacted so many people around the world in more ways than most people can fathom. Mm -hmm. It is insane to think that how many People's lives have changed because of Harry
1: Potter. Yeah, I I mean, there's there's crazy, right? I mean, because I also think about that way. Like, just whenever sometimes I just want to break the ice with anybody, right? Like, completely different than I am. The moment I mention Harry Potter, almost everybody like, oh, you watch Harry Potter as yeah, well, and exactly. it's just a connection right away, right? Yeah, yeah. And
0: so I think this will be a good way to transition into this next portion. So when we talk, when for example, when you meet a new person, when you, and you find out that you click and you. Both are fans of Harry Potter, right? What uh-huh. are the first few questions you ask? Like, who are your favourite characters? You uh, know?
1: No, actually, it will be more...
0: Really? Uh, what house are you in? <laughs> okay, that's true, yeah. So, I know I've been kind of egging everybody on for the past two weeks <laughs> regarding my house. So, Stephen, we've established uh-huh. you are a Gryffindor. Either that or Hufflepuff. It Have you depends ever take- on... Have you ever taken the uh, the Pottermore quiz?
1: Yeah, I think I did it once. It was H- Gryffindor, and then the other time I did it with Hufflepuff. I think both are separated by about three to four years.
0: Three to four? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it
1: was taken at different When points I was younger, it was Gryffindor. Life. I think probably the one older is uh, Hufflepuff. I think so. I remember I sent to you before. When you were older? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I remember I think we talked in the chat group before. Maybe yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. Maybe yeah.
0: I mean, I think yeah. So I've here's the thing. When Pottermore first started, I think about ten years ago.
1: More than that, man. I think it was two thousand six, right? Was it two thousand six? Yeah, like, I, Pottermore. The I official. Think so.
0: I don't know. I know I took it maybe to. I know the official Pottermore quiz I took in twenty ten or twenty eleven, maybe. Right. Okay. Maybe, and maybe. it sorted me into this house. And mm-hmm. I was like, nah, are you re- really? Okay. I mean, it's I, I got to trust it. It's Pottermore. It's probably the most accurate <laughs> sorting hat quiz you can get. Okay, yeah. And there were like, at that point in time, BuzzFeed was a m- major thing and everybody was taking BuzzFeed quizzes. Uh-huh, and, yeah. and my house kept coming up this house. Right. So I was, and some of the other quizzes showed you the percentage of Oh, I think we,
1: I, yeah, that was
0: the one we did. I believe yeah. it wasn't a Pottermore quiz. It was was some bus some random, feed maybe Buzzfeed yeah, or maybe something else. It kind of showed you the percentage of what how, percentage of you that belongs in whatever house. Right. Yep. So, ever since I was like a late teen to early adulthood, I've been taking Pottermore or like different Harry Potter house quizzes to see what houses I what mm-hmm. house I belong in, and it's always come out similarly. Mm-hmm. There were a few times where I did it on purpose and changed my answers Mm -hmm. to get different houses, but that's not... Every time I've sincerely done the quiz, Uh I've always been this house. Right. Do you know what house that is? I
1: think I know. What is it? Hufflepuff.
0: That's right. (laughs) Every single time I've... I've been a Hufflepuff. And honestly speaking, it took me a while to come to terms with it. But yeah, I'm happy. I'm proud
1: to be a Hufflepuff man. I think it's pretty awesome. Like, okay, to be honest, all the houses are awesome in their own way. If you are definitely, looking at it yeah. from a neutral point of view, I mean, take away the books and movies, you know, because it's kind of biased towards definitely yeah. from the eyes of Harry, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, you get to see from Harry's perspective. But obviously, the other houses are amazing as well. Like Cedric, for example. that Exactly, kind of, yeah. Bravery and at the same time caring for friends. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think that's. I mean, they're caring for others. It's such a Hufflepuff exactly trait that is beyond. That's really just amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know, and that's why I've I've come to terms with. Not really come to terms, but I really like that I'm a Hufflepuff because it really makes sense. Mm. And I I don't know. Do you think that there are people,
1: you know, that still have Hufflepuff hate? Oh man, that's uh. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, most of these friends have already grown up. <laughs> that is <by> true. <laughs> but there is definitely but... still people
0: who are prejudiced against because they always see the Hufflepuff as the loser house. You know, because her- Gryffindors are brave. Mm-hmm. Slytherins are evil and cool or whatever, right? Actually, there's not even Gryffindors right? are smart. Yeah. yeah. And Hufflepuffs are the rest. <laughs> Yeah, I, no, that's the I thing. I can say that
1: I'm a half <laughs> You're just being nice. It's not houseist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the, I don't know. I, I when I was reading the book, when I found out, actually, hey, actually, even Slytherin is not meant to be evil. No nah, it's, it's
0: cunning, it's, you know. It's it's yeah, it's, cunning is not evil. It's not it. yeah. Well, it's wit, you know. It's wit exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of. it's not an evil thing to be very honest
1: it's those street smart you know exactly Uh, you're very witty you're fast on your feet and you can be really charming and really good as well definitely and I'm sure there are characters oh it will be so interesting we can talk about characters outside of Harry Potter world being sorted out into Harry Potter world we can talk Uh, about it more I I, I was planning that for more actually (laughs) I was planning that for more Okay.
0: We will talk about that and more. So if you're listening to this now, stay tuned this Thursday and we'll be where we will be talking about characters that we love and sorting them into Harry Potter houses, Hogwarts houses.
1: It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for that. I have a few <laughs> that
0: I think I can argue, argue and debate that would shock most people. Just like how my house is Hufflepuff and I'm sure a lot of people think I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. I love Hufflepuff house because Newt Scamander as well.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, fantastic. Hufflepuff alumni. Uh-huh, yeah. One, and he's such a great character. Amazing. And Eddie Redmayne does such an amazing portrayal of him as well. Yeah,
1: that's very, very true. Yeah, and yeah. I love
0: that he is in Hufflepuff. Uh-huh. He can very clearly be in Ravenclaw. Yeah. But, yeah, Cedric, Newt Scamander, th- those are the only two but, arguments I ever need to say. Hufflepuff is in the loser house. Exactly, Yeah.
1: I mean, sometimes I Hufflepuff too. Yeah, so. <laughs> I actually really like
0: that. And what I really like about the Hogwarts houses is yeah. the color association of uh-huh. the houses, yeah. right? And which also leads me to th- say why I feel that most people think Hufflepuff is the loser house. Uh huh. Let me let me let me elaborate. You have Gryffindor. Yep. Crimson and gold. Mm-hmm. You have Slytherin. Green and silver. Yeah. And You have Ravenclaw. Blue and bronze, mm-hmm. and you have Hufflepuff, yellow and black. Mm-hmm. Out of it, based on those colors alone, most people can interpret or infer that the houses are ranked already in J.K.'s eyes.
1: Right, I see. Throughout yeah, the okay. whole, throughout yeah. the
0: whole of Harry Potter the book series you see the fight that is mostly occurring is between Slytherin and Gryffindor with Ravenclaw mm. and Hufflepuff left in the sidelines to be forgotten. Yep. You see, in the main story, there is Luna Lovegood. Huh? Ravenclaw. Yep. Wonderful character. Exactly, yeah. There is also Harry's love interest of Cho Chang, mm-hmm. who is in Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. There are, of course, a slew of Slytherins. For example... Malfoy, Mm -hmm. Vincent, uh, Crabbe and Goyle. Then you have all the Slytherin people doing their Slytherin stuff. And then you have the Gryffindors, which is basically Harry's friends and everything. You don't really get to see very much Hufflepuff representation in the main Harry Potter books, except for Cedric Diggory, Mm -hmm. which kind of makes Hufflepuff kind of leave it in the background and kind of be forgotten. That's why I feel, and here's what I'm I'm gonna like. I was lead me to my next point of topic. The Harry Potter franchise is kind of like the Star Wars franchise. Bear with me. The Harry Potter main series of the seven books and or the, or the eight movies focuses on the drama of Voldemort versus Harry Potter. When you take it out, when you look at the Star Wars franchise, the nine main movies, the nine big movies, episodes one to nine, focuses on the Skywalker drama. Yep. So it is an entire franchise based on the drama of one family versus or one kind of one villain, one hero. Mm-hmm. That brings me to this point that Harry Potter moving forward should actually focus on stories outside of the main drama. Mm-hmm you think about the success that Rogue, Rogue One did. Yep. Rogue One had, rather. You think about the success that the Mandalorian is having. Mm-hmm. And in extension, Boba Fett. You yep. think about the success that it's having. And you, they, from there, they're spawning off into Ahsoka Tano. Yep. They're spawning off into Obi-Wan and everything. Th- those series are having quite a bit of success. Why not have... And Okay, fine, sure. Harry Potter has their... Fantastic Beasts with Scamander and everything but that's still focusing on kind of the heroes versus villains with Grindelwald versus Dumbledore story
1: right okay
0: it kind of Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I thought when Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them first came out I thought oh wow that's gonna be so cool you got a movie with Newt Scamander in the forefront Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be about a mo- it's gonna be a movie where he goes around and kind of studies tracks and learns about beasts whereabouts. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But they turned it into a freaking Ezra like story, Miller story, right? Yeah, Ezra Miller nonsense, and then turning it into a Grindelwald yeah, yeah. story. It, I was kind of sad about that. Mm-hmm. You could have created. So here's what I'm thinking: if you if you fo- if you follow along the lines of the Star Wars universe. Find a Dave Filoni type person, or a John Favreau type person, focus on a couple of TV series or a streaming series that would let Harry Potter universe, not Harry Potter himself, flourish into a more suited story for this day and age. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, the, t- the stories in Harry Potter st- will stand the test of time because it's a coming-of-age story and a story about good versus evil. Mm-hmm. But we need something a bit more modern for maybe even kids who are kind of wanting to get into the universe. Mm-hmm. For example, again, I'll bring it back to Star Wars. I'm a I'm a prequel kid. Mm-hmm. You're a prequel kid. Yep. We have our trilogy. We have things that we that we associate ourselves to. Yeah. That I'm sure there's going to be fantastic beast kids. Yeah. But think about all the all the original trilogy or prequel trilogy kids who are having so much fun with Mandalorian. If you could try and translate that into Harry Potter world, we could have another perhaps, I don't know, for example, a series around the life of Professor McGonagall. Okay. She has had such a long...
1: Right, so it's just... Uh, okay, yeah, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, she has, yeah,
0: she's had such a long, amazing life. Yeah. And her story is one that you don't really know about. Mm-hmm. Here's a little bit about McGonagall, Minerva McGonagall, right? She is a half-blood mm-hmm. with a witch mother and a muggle father. When she was When she first went to Hogwarts... She was. it took a long time for the sorting hat to try and determine which house she would belong to. Mm -hmm. She was what they call a hat stall. Right. And it was a very long time she sat up there with a hat, and it was between Ravenclaw and Gryffindor.
1: Kind of makes sense. Of course, she's McGonagall. Yeah.
0: She eventually was sorted into Gryffindor. Yeah. But before all that even, there's so much to do with her story. Because of the International Statute of Wizarding Secrecy, Uh Uh-huh. Her mother, who was a witch, was not allowed to tell her Muggle husband that she was a witch.
1: Right. Okay.
0: And when Minerva was born, and finally she grew up, she started exhibiting magic. Mm-hmm. However, she was then she her mother was then forced to tell her husband about the truth about them being witches and having magic. Yep. I mean, this of course eventually stopped minerva from marrying the love of her life who was a muggle-born mm-hmm. who was a muggle-born farmer because she did not want to keep her magic a secret and end up like her mother and father right okay and it was it is just based on that there's so much you can tell and you can have so like for example if you watch the crown you have stories of the queen throughout the ages Mm-hmm. You could do that with McGonagall as well because at her time at Hogwarts, she was, her transfiguration teacher was Albus Dumbledore.
1: Right, okay. And yeah. he
0: taught her and uh, this allowed her to fully tap into her gifts and as a result, allowed McGonagall to achieve like amazing accolades. She got top grades in her Owls and nudes. Mm-hmm. She was also a prefect and head girl.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Yeah. And beyond that, she was also on the Quidditch team
1: I did not As know that. As a seeker, right? Okay, all the way till her seventh year. Wow, no wonder she's the one who caught. She's the one who uh kind of recommended Harry to. Here's the thing, because yeah. she,
0: and it, here's a little backstory about that. Why she was so keen for Harry to become a seeker. And if you remember the movie, that scene, yes. she immediately went up to Woods' yep. classroom, pulled him out, and said, "She found him a seeker with such glee on her face." Yeah. Here's why. In her seventh year. In the final match of the Quidditch series, mm-hmm. it was Gryffindor versus Slytherin. Right, okay. This was to determine who would win the Quidditch Cup that year. Okay. She had a nasty fall, got a concussion, uh-huh. cracked a couple of ribs, and uh, th- because of that, I think they didn't win the Quidditch because she's a seeker. Right, yeah. She couldn't continue. Yeah. And then she didn't win the Quidditch Cup. And she left that with so a slew of nasty and foul ailments the most of all being that she had a lifelong desire to see slytherin crushed on the pitch <laughs> makes sense man which yeah, yeah exactly that's why she was so ecstatic when she saw harry had the natural aptitude to be a yeah. seeker and that was her role as well she was yeah. the seeker, so it is there's so much you can tell From a brand new story. Was this all from the book? No, this was not from the book. This was from, I believe, other literary publishings. Right, okay. Or backstory in Pottermore.
1: Ah, I see. Okay, yeah. Because, dude, I read all the books. And when I'm hearing this, I'm like, wow, I'm getting new information about Harry Potter. Exactly. Nothing is stated there about this. She
0: also was in school at the same time as Madame Sprout, I believe. Okay. They overlapped while they were in Hogwarts together. Right. Okay. So you could have can you imagine the kind of adventures you could have with McGonagall as a student? Yeah,
1: I think that's that is very exciting. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So you, based for example, you do a Harry Potter series, right? You cast someone to play young McGonagall, mm-hmm. you do it. Maybe you do two seasons on her like her school life, then you focus because you move on from there. After her, well, while she was in, well, maybe after she, when she graduated Hogwarts, she actually won the Transfiguration's Today's Most Promising Newcomer Award. Yeah. Which is, shows her prowess in Transfiguration. But after she graduated, she didn't actually immediately become a professor like I initially thought. Mm -hmm. She actually got a position in the Department of Magical Law Enforcement at the Ministry of Magic. Right. And she stayed there for, I believe, two or three years. Okay. It's a definitely a developing phase as well. And then from there, because of a few things that happened, she requested from Dumbledore a position in the Transfiguration Department back at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. He, ac- he accepted it, and she worked under him again. Mm-hmm. And when he eventually became headmaster, she became the head of Transfiguration. Yeah, okay. And when Dumbledore passed, she became the headmistress yeah. of
1: Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Yeah.
0: And here's the thing as well. I would love to see what happens after the Second Wizarding War. Right, okay. Because she, uh, McGonagall, be, even though she had such a long and well-developed relationship with Dumbledore, mm-hmm. still did not know his master plan. Nobody, nobody. knows. Well, uh, uh, Dumbledore Snape. and Snape knew. Yeah. Snape knew in the end. Yeah, But nobody else knew about Dumbledore basically rearing Harry Potter, rearing Harry Potter for... Death. Yeah. You know, and it will be such a cool thing for her to. Because being the headmistress, she would have her office. Uh huh. And in her office, there are the portraits of every single headmaster being hung up. And these are magical portraits. Uh-huh. They contain the personality and everything of the headmasters before. Yeah. Could you imagine what would happen? Her interactions between her and a portrait of Dumbledore hanging on her wall. After. Basically, he reared Harry to die, all the while asking her to be there and making her complicit in the rearing of Harry Potter for the death. Can you imagine how... You know McGonagall has a temper. Huh? and can you imagine how pissed off she would be my impression is that I think she would basically be ignoring him for, <laughs> first, for the first couple of years as headmistress yeah. Dumbledore would be like hello and then she would just walk past him and just do her other shit and then like uh, Professor Dippet did you hear something I could have sworn I heard something like you know being that kind of a sassy person that only McGonagall can be right yeah imagine how amazing that would be even just snippets of that would be lovely so, like, if they could do something, if they could... And it's just, just one... And that's... Here's the thing. I am not a professional screenwriter. I am not a pro- producer or writer or actor or anything. And this is the idea that I came up with. Could you imagine if they had someone of Dave Filoni's talents
1: to put their minds to something like this? I mean, yeah. It will sound pretty crazy. I mean, even the... I think the McGonagall idea is really good already. Uh, and... And you are, you're right. I think there's so much stories within the world of Harry Potter that exactly
0: we it's need to hear. You know, it's exactly, and yeah. this is beyond. This is just what I've kind of know off the back of my head. But imagine all the characters that you could
1: write from there. Hmm. That is the more interesting yeah. thing. I always okay a similar story, similar tangent to what you're saying. Something that I've always wanted. Uh, in a I don't know TV series or maybe a movie. Is the adventures of Mooney, Pet Food fro- Prongs, yes. and Wormtail?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's and, another series I would
1: love to and do. And I also, I mean, it's in my notes that I also write down, you know, like one of my disappointments in the book, and I accepted it. It is, is, it's not possible to show it in the movie, right? Sorry, disappointment in the movie, right? Because of the book, is in Prisoners' band because I fell in love with the story of uh, whenever they talk about pet food. Mooney mm-hmm. and the way they created the Marauders map, how yep. they kind of ban all the laws just to become animagus, yes. just to be you know, just to be th- with their th- friend, th- their friend Lupin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who and them. Yeah, exactly. And I, when I wa- to be honest, when I watch it for right the first time, I'm like, oh my goodness, my favorite part of the movie is not being shown at all. Is it was being cut to a single line by Hermione? Yeah, mind. exactly. Wrong. But I have ac- I've accepted that. Of course, obviously, there's too much. Uh, to put it in the movie, definitely. But I would love to have st- to see it in its own For show. Sure, and man. yeah, I
0: would love to see it. Yeah, uh,
1: can you imagine a
0: like? <laughs> and if you think about it that way, you make the focus of the series the four of them. Yeah, you have a young Snape, you have a young Lily, exactly, and you can have their interactions with a young younger Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. You can have interactions with a younger McGonagall as well. Yep. Can you imagine? Because you know that James and Sirius got into so much trouble, exactly, and yeah. that. McGonagall was so harsh with them, <laughs> yeah. and they kept punishing them because. Yeah. In when you okay when you read up about McGonagall as well, right? There was an instance where she was chasing a student who had committed some kind of mm-hmm. error or something, mm-hmm. and then she was chasing the student all throughout the castle, mm-hmm. from door to door, from class to class, chasing the student down. She couldn't catch the student. You know what she did all that time. Every single time she. Escaped her grasp, she deducted points from the person's house. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so she kept running after the student, deducting points constantly, like deducting, 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 and it was I think like in a range of like three hundred something points deducted from that one crazy. <laughs> <can> try- <laughs> Instead of trying to catch the student, that's how Petty <laughs> McGonagall is, oh. which I love. She's <laughs> such an amazing character.
1: Man. I think it would be amazing to see the relationship with someone like McG- McGonagall with yeah serious and James. And and then you get to see Dumbledore have to, having yeah. to step in like hey I think this is too much. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And then I believe as well Slughorn was there. So Slughorn yeah. was teaching uh yeah. James and Sirius and all as well, which is so amazing.
1: Yeah. And even we get to see Snape and Lily's relationship. Definitely. I mean that line in the movie always always exactly. Have, it's really it's it's really up there, and it's iconic. It's iconic, one of the best. Exactly, yeah. it
0: was one of the best lines ever written in. Mm. I've, in my opinion, one of my favorite and best lines ever written in books or and portrayed in
1: film. Yeah, I think so. After I, all I, this I, time, always. always yeah. yeah, it is, and performed perfectly. And I think it would be amazing to get to see all the stories behind that mm-hmm. one word. Always precisely. Right? I think that's so amazing. On
0: the one hand, I don't want it to happen because it might not live up to my expectation. On the other hand, I really want it to happen because having something like that is yeah. more than I we deserve. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly, right? So yeah, it is one of the best things that I think that Harry, the Harry Potter franchise should look into. Yeah. Instead of focusing on just like a new... Because I think Fantastic Beast series has five movies slated. Mm. And the third one is coming out soon, yeah. Which we're definitely going to talk about, yeah. But beyond the next two movies, they should focus on like a series, and then they could make so many series out of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm gonna bring it back to the previous topic of conversation when you kind of first meet people. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. ask you a few things. What who is who are your some of your favorite characters in the? Franchise of Harry Potter. I mean, Fred and George at uh, the top of my mind. Wow. Okay. Uh, do you have like a definitive number one position favorite character from the whole franchise? Oh man, that's I will so say difficult. we'll remove Harry, Ron, and Hermione from the conversation.
1: Okay, number one. Um, Sirius Black. Okay. Yeah, Sirius Black.
0: Would they? Would Sirius Black still be at the top of your list if Harry, Ron, and Hermione were in the conversation?
1: I think so, actually. Well, wow, okay. Uh, I, I, I love the interactions between Harry and Sirius a lot, mm-hmm. and I, I think it says. It says a lot about the. It says a lot about uh the whole story actually. I mean the one point of the story I get is again is about the love and death right. And right. How, yeah. how even the Deathly Hallows says it all so directly like yep. the different lifestyle not lifestyle the way you look at life in yep. a philosophical way, yes. either you run away from it or you try to overpower it yeah. or you greet Just, death Yeah, like exactly. An old friend. When you, you know? greet death as an old friend and, and pass on eventually. And I think that kind of said between uh, Sirius Black's and Harry's uh, relationship because I think there's this... Uh, Sirius Black kind of look at Harry and say, you have your mother's eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of showed that even, you know, although his, they are his best friends, have died. He sees them in Harry, and he I think that's so they live on. They live on Harry, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I, I love that whole message just in their relationship. Yeah, um, and of course the adventures, and even uh, I think when Sirius death uh while fighting alongside Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice one, James. Yeah, that line
0: is just oh, it hits me so hard every time I watch that movie. Right. Yeah, it's in that moment Sirius kind of just yeah was fighting alongside his best friend. Yeah. Even though his best friend has been dead for like exactly a point of time 15 years yeah. my point exactly earlier years, yeah. right, it,
1: they see he, they see, he sees exactly. Harry and's he's no he sees J his best friend in Harry as well right while honoring Harry as an individual himself and I think that's an amazing character yeah yeah serious black is one of my favorite characters as well oh, okay it is
0: my wife angel's favorite character oh right yeah. she she yeah. loves serious black she I believe serious black is one of her favorite characters of all things of all time. Wow, okay. Beyond just Eva. Because she is a major fan of Harry Potter. Yeah. And Sirius Black just embodies because there's so much you can unpack with Sirius Mm. Black, right? He had the he has the the torture of being of outliving his best friends. Yeah. He has the abandonment from his family. Yeah. He has the suffering at twelve years in Azkaban. Mm -hmm. He has the reunite his redemption story. Mm-hmm. being taken out of his hands when Pettigrew ran away, yeah, he got to... Even though he wasn't free, he still got to meet his godson. Yeah. And he f- became a father figure to his godson, even though he kind of knew him for maybe two years only. Yeah. Three years, make maximum. Yeah. It's such a good character. There are so many levels and so many so many different things that you can do with Sirius Black and it's so amazing. Yeah, That's why I believe, honestly speaking, Sirius Black is... A lot of people's favourite character. Hmm. How about you, though? My favourite character? Yeah. So I will say that Sirius Black is probably my favourite human character. Okay. But out of all the characters in in the Harry Potter franchise, my favourite character is Dobby. Dobby, yeah. He's in my mind. Dobby is well. my yeah. ultimate... He is the he is my absolute number one favorite character of the whole franchise. If you even if you factor in Harry, Ron, and Hermione, whatever yeah. he is, in my opinion, what a hero is.
1: Yeah, I I mean I, he's definitely up there. I was thinking of Do- Dobby as well, yeah. Of, yeah, and Dobby is kind of my absolute sense. favorite yeah. character.
0: He's f- overheard Lucius Malfoy trying to plan something, not even against Harry Potter, plan something about to happen in Hogwarts Mm -hmm. and he took it upon himself to escape Malfoy Manor, Mm -hmm. go find Harry Potter and kind of like try whatever he can to do to not let Harry Potter go back to Hogwarts because he fears for Harry Potter. A person he doesn't know. That is... I mean, yes, his 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 methods were questionable, but he's you is consider his limitation. He's he's in house elf, yeah, right. He wasn't part of the Wizarding War. He wasn't made to be a hero. Mm-hmm. He just is a hero. Mm-hmm. If you look right there, I have a figure of Dobby. Ah, right, yeah, that's I awesome. Have, amongst one of these, there is a fig. There is a pop of hair of of Dobby somewhere hidden because I have too many and they're kind of stacked <laughs> up against each other. But right. there is a pop of Harry, yeah. of, of Dobby there because yeah. he is my absolute favourite character of Harry Potter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And him going back and trying and constantly trying to save Harry Potter, mm-hmm. even when Creature was just muttering something about Harry Potter, he followed Creature and constantly, he went to s- capture McDungus Fletcher and came back and started talking to Harry Potter. Yeah. And he is such a he has such reverement for Harry Potter and he is, he loves Harry Potter so much because Harry Potter was the one that got him his freedom. Yep. And that was more than anything he could ever ask for. Yeah. He had, he had basically resigned his fate to be treated like shit forever and this little boy freed him. Mm-hmm. And he, and the moment he, he blasted Lucius Malfoy down the steps or whatever, he was protecting Harry Potter. Yeah. And he knew that he had to protect Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, he, he does have a divergent personality, right? As compared to other house elves. Definitely. Extremely which innovative. Is, um, which yeah. is
0: what a character should be, you know? He's the Doctor Who of elves. Exactly. <laughs> he, yeah, he, Well, he's the Doctor. Oh, no, sorry, the he's doctor. not Doctor Who. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I sorry, mean, I expected better from you, Steven.
1: I'm referring to <laughs> the, the series first, but yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> My yes, fault, yes. He
0: is an outstanding person. Yeah. Elf or not. He, that's why he's my favourite character. Yeah. And so many scenes from him I love. Mm. Like, for example, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get back a little bit more because I want to ask you what are some of your favourite scenes from the movies and books? Yeah. But one of my favourite scenes of all time is in all of the movies is when they finally bring McDungus Fletcher back into Black Ma- the House of Black well not the House of Black but like you know Black's house the
1: 12th uh, Grimm's
0: place 12th up place okay, yes yeah. and Creature was there as well yep. and then Harry Potter's like what happened well when Harry Potter and then Dobby just pushes Creature away uh, Dobby heard creatures muttering under his foot about the criminal Maduncus Fletcher <laughs> talking about Harry Potter. And so Dobby decided to see what the creature was up to. And so I went, and then Dobby's <laughs> so good. And then he keeps pushing yeah. creature away and keeps like adding on. He's yeah. so adorable. How can you not love Dobby, right? Yeah, exactly. He And he just wants to, and he's just this excitable little thing. Mm-hmm. And oh, I love him so much. And w- another thing when when he started apparating into the house yeah. of m- into malfoy's manor into the, uh-huh. the the dungeons below harry was like toppy could you could you apparate to the top of the stairs you could you use your magic still he's like of course sir i'm an elf <laughs> like, it's to him it's nothing yeah. you know but you see elf elf magic is again so powerful exactly yeah and the way he just blasted lucius malfoy away the way he can un- just snap his finger yeah. and make things He's inherently magical. House elves are magic magically uh, inherently magical. Yeah. And they are just very they have that subordinate kind of
1: personality, personality right? in yeah. their
0: in their speed in their race. Yeah. Which still shows in Dobby, mm-hmm. but less than the rest of them.
1: Of course. I mean he's he's has yeah, again, divergent personality, right? Man, he is so amazing. <laughs> I love that's I just, why he's my favorite character. Yeah. Well, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. He's my well, okay, I think my third saddest death in the whole series when I was reading it when I was younger. Okay, yeah, yeah. I will say in 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 the books he
0: was up there, but my f- the saddest death in the books was not for me Dobby. Oh, okay. For me, do- the f- saddest death in the book was Hedwig.
1: Oh, Hedwig is my fourth. Yeah, mine was Dumbledore. Actually, Dumbledore and Snape, I guess. Uh, uh Dumbledore. Uh, because serious as well, probably. S- I don't know why Dumbledore hit me so bad when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it's the end of the book or if there was a climax, right? And yeah. I remember reading it and I was like, I finished the book, mm-hmm. I was depressed for a week. Wow, okay. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this happened. Like, everything else I can still believe, right? Yeah. Of course, I didn't know what's coming in the next book yeah. yet, you know?
0: I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's because I don't like humans. that's why that's why I feel Hedwig's death kind of and Uh, my favorite character is Dobby and Hedwig's death kind of hit me a bit harder but here's a little here's my opinion again Uh it's a bit controversial I don't really like Dumbledore just for the fact that he he knew all along and yes I figured that he he basically invested as much time as he could as to figure out how to save Harry Potter Mm -hmm. and that he failed Mm-hmm. but still that that rearing of Harry Potter for his death it's kind of to me a little unforgivable to me, okay, yeah. that's why I don't really like Dumbledore there are i that's why there are so many other characters that are rank above Dumbledore in terms of my favorite character, human or not yeah
1: i i i get I get where you're coming from as well uh but yeah. We'll get to those points, I I suppose, about Dumbledore. I don't know whether I have more points. I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with you. He's not my favourite characters, but I remember feeling... Maybe it's because of the book as well. The book does portray Dumbledore as... A little little kinder. kinder, Yeah, and a mentor, safety figure, and, and not so much of the harshness that yeah that, precisely Michael, Gambon's, yeah. <laughs> Michael so Gambon's Dumbledore it affected me differently definitely for sure yeah. yeah
0: I will say the book's version of Dumbledore is my preferred version of Dumbledore oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah. okay so beyond favourite characters we've briefly touched on uh-huh. who, removing Voldemort who are your favourite villains or antagonists
1: <laughs> oh man cause uh, you know mine yeah, it might be the same actually. Yeah, yeah, the one Dolores that killed Umbridge. my. Oh, different. My Bella favorite, less strange.
0: Oh yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> Bellatrix the strange is up there as well, but I yeah. think Dolores Umbridge brings such an interesting. Is it such an interesting antagonist mm-hmm. for the book because she is not, she is not intrinsically evil. Right. Yeah. But she is fucking horrible. Man. <laughs> yeah. That's why I kind of like Dolores Umbridge as a villain, as an yeah. antagonist. But yes, Bellatrix the strange as well, just for the sheer fact. Of her casting. I love Bellatrix Strange.
1: I think this is one of the casting that I prefer the cast... The, the movie the, over, the, the, movie books, over right? the books, Yes, yeah.
0: precisely. Me too, man. Yeah. Honestly speaking, Helena Bonham Carter as Bellatrix Strange is the best thing that <laughs> the, the casting director could have ever done, yeah. done for the Harry Potter franchise. Maybe
1: Snape as well, actually.
0: Yeah, well, no. Okay, here's the thing. The characters are very similar. I would say, <laughs> yeah, beyond, okay. be from like the book and the movie for Snape, <laughs> yeah. the character is very similar. It's just that Alan Rickman's performance it's is world class. Right? Yeah, 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 so okay. that's why it's so amazing. It's yeah. so true, true, true. perfect. Yeah, And so, beyond that, who are your other favorite villains or villains. antagonists?
1: Uh, men.
0: Because I wouldn't really necessarily, well, no, Bellatrix is strange, yes, but I love the movie's version of Lucius Malfoy. Mm-hmm because also casting is an important thing uh huh yeah but he embodies the slimy kind of villain that right em- per- plays it to perfection yeah which i you know me by now you should know i love villains i love bad guys uh huh and they for me i feel they make a story mm i mean and, definitely yeah, yeah so i love seeing all these bad guys kind of flourish in the harry potter world
1: right Okay. Uh I can't think of anyone right now. I have. I'll let you know once I have.
0: It clicks in my once head. It clicks in your head. Yeah. Right. Okay. Do you have favorite movie, favorite movie moments, and favorite book moments? I do definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, my favorite movie moment is when Hagrid and Harry is facing that brick wall. He tapped a few times. Yeah. And the whole thing just opens up. That's the sorcerer's so, yeah. zone. Yeah. And it's,
0: it's a very good display of the magic, the it, wondrous magical world of
1: Harry yeah, Potter. And I know it's a very small scene. It's not even the biggest and most emotional scene. But to me, as a kid, that brought me into the world. Right, yeah. That scene itself too, kind yeah. of bring me into, wow, this is something that I wanted. Yeah. I want to be part of this. I want to know more. I want to eat. To yeah, just understand more about these wizards and what's gonna yeah. happen next. Yeah, it brings me to wonder before even all the emotion and the peak and all that. it's just wonder, and I I, I love that. That's for the that's for the movie. Okay. Uh, for the book, uh, I would. So many right? Uh, but I think I really like the ending scene in Deathly Hall Hallows. Okay, it's one of it, there's so many. Sixteen regardless. years later. No, uh, when Harry died, actually. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, The whole description and the finality yes, of the thing and the, the, the final book, revelation yeah. of what is the plan, yeah. I think that was really wonderful for me. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. I love that part in the books as well.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, in the movies, of course, there are iconic scenes, which is always. Mm-hmm. That one is definitely yes, up definitely, there. Yeah. In the movies, for me, however... There are so many. I have too many favorites, I feel. Mm. One of them is also when Sirius and Harry are battling in uh, the Department right. of Mysteries. Yeah, and when yeah. he says, nice one, James. Yeah. Another one where Sirius and Harry was when Molly was kind of protecting Harry. Nope, that's enough. Anymore, and you might as well induct him into the Order of Phoenix. And then Harry was like, yeah, okay, I want to join. I want to fight. Yeah. And then Sirius was just like, clap his hand. There you go. And then he winked at Harry. such an amazing performance by Gary Oldman yeah I I love that that cheeky little bastard kind of vibe (laughs) and I also love that there was one scene in Prisoner of Azkaban when Harry met up with the Weasleys Mm -hmm. after he was staying at the the Leaky Cauldron okay yeah and Arthur kind of pulled Harry aside and they were while the Weasleys just came back from Egypt, and they were just having their maybe mm-hmm. lunch or lunch or dinner, early dinner in the main hall of the Leaky of the Leaky Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Arthur pulls Harry aside and starts talking to Harry, mm-hmm. talking about him. Like it's not safe this year because a lot of people don't want you to know. But I feel you're old enough to make a decision. Mm-hmm. But Sirius Black has escaped. He was the person that yeah that was an amazing it was arthur being a father to harry yeah yeah
1: that's in the book right that was, a, that was, in was the it was was it in the movie as the well yeah okay.
0: both of them in the movie they did it so well right and it was such a good performance by well not performance such a good act that mm. arthur did that because yes yeah. he sees himself as kind of a father figure to harry but beyond that he knows that he's not harry's father mm. and then he, because of that he has a he has a right to know yeah, and he has an obligation to let Harry know yeah. because he knows that Harry will make decisions based on Harry. Right. It's such a good performance. In the mm. movies, Molly versus Bellatrix Lestrange in the Great Hall, mm-hmm. where Molly Weasley destroys Bellatrix Lestrange.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that yeah, is yeah. an
0: amazing scene. You yeah. see the power of Molly Weasley. hmm Another one of my favourite scenes from the movies is when Hermione took Polyjuice potion to turn into Bellatrix Lestrange and went into Gringotts. Mm-hmm. The whole scene is just like, even before she got into Gringotts she woke up Miss Lestrange good morning <laughs> and then the guy just kind of stopped and then continued walking. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it, That whole scene when, when her portrayal is Helen, yeah. Helen, and bon- Helen and Bonham Carter acting as Emma Watson acting as Hermione Granger acting as Bellatrix Lestrange. <laughs> perfect yeah. <laughs> such an amazing performance from her yeah <laughs> I love that so much man yeah yeah it's just some of my favourite books some of my favourite moments yeah. I also was about to ask you which death scene was the most powerful to you but I think we've most covered powerful that, yeah. yeah I
1: think we covered that um, yeah I we think f- we have covered that yeah I
0: will but- say that I was very upset with I th- had Deathly Hallows I think part one Mm-hmm. Because when Hedwig was killed off in that moment, it was,
1: it was just like a yeah, it was an yeah. afterthought, you know. Yeah, and yeah, in the
0: books that was that was such a powerful, and amazing. It is moment. Yeah. yeah,
1: and Matt Eye Moody died as well. Matt I. Moody died as well. Yeah. Although I can say one of the most disappointing death, I I, I think is disappointing at least is uh, Dumbledore's death in the movie. Yeah. Um. Okay, it's more grandeur because yes. uh, it's you know he bursts into ashes and mm-hmm, all that. Yeah. But in the book he just died like a normal person. Yes. And I, Which, I that is he's so sad. Yeah. And I and I think that was what's the main point of it, that he's just another he's human a regular person. Exactly. He's just a genius normal human precisely uh, who is so afraid of death yes he's to the an point
0: outstanding of, person yeah. an outstanding level of wizard yeah. but he's just
1: human exactly he's and still human he dies the same yeah
0: that was a very big moment for me in the book. Yeah, yeah
1: to me as well and to me because that kind of play out the whole Dumbledore's uh, plan all along right yep like all the whole preparation of the rocks is just to sh- not to just... it's to defeat Voldemort definitely. Definitely. But yeah. in a way of outsmarting him. Which yeah. was what to me was really, really good. Um, yeah. and even preparing Harry slowly towards that as well, because he knows that's in- inevitable. Yep. It's inevitable that Harry's gonna face Voldemort one day. And Voldemort himself doesn't know that Harry's a horcrux. Precisely, yes. And but but yeah, Dumbledore knows about it and he has to prepare Harry and towards that, and I think. Yeah, and the whole part uh when the wand kind of met in, yeah, the, in the book, exactly, was amazing yeah. as well because then it kind of just deflect back the spell yep. to uh, to Voldemort because the real master of the wand exactly, is yeah. Harry. Oh, I really hate it. I'm so sorry. I'm going on a rant. No, head. no, no, no. Please, <laughs> yes, go. I, yeah, especially when Harry broke the wand, the Elder yeah. Wand. If it's so easily broken, it shouldn't, it's not. It's so stupid. I loved it know? in the
0: books that he used he used the elder one to fix his Holly. Yeah, Phoenix because he wand. loved that. His old one. Because wand. that's his one. Yeah, and he used it to fix it, and then that would be his one. But
1: and uh, and then he purposely swap it secretly yep. so that when Harry dies, yeah, he dies with him. He dies with him. Yeah. Exactly.
0: That was a you know, very well written part of the book. Exactly. But just oh, you know what? Throw it off a bridge. Uh, uh,
1: legendary item. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that exactly. Would be My goodness. They need to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I anyway. will.
0: I will say one scene mm-hmm. that in the movies, one death scene in the movies that hit me very hard, harder than I expected, was Tongs and Lupin.
1: Oh, that hit me more in the in the books, honestly. Yeah. Because
0: okay, yes, the, the in the books, Tongs and Lupin's death was very hard to handle because they mentioned because you know the the characters the of Tongs and Lupin and the kid, and the kid well. yeah, who is their their son. Yeah, I but remember the, yeah. The thing is, right, in the movie when they were fighting at the battle, you see them just standing there blasting their magic to try and defend and then them reaching out to each other and just barely far enough that they can't reach each other and then they die. That was a really oh, it yeah. hit me so hard. I wasn't expecting that.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that was a really like a really cinematic. That was the kind of death scene that is supposed to happen
1: that movies can bring out as well. Yes, suppose, exactly. Yeah. A Different kind of sadness, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and that was, yeah. it just hit me so hard. Fred as well, right? Fred as well, yeah. I mean, Fred in the books as well. In the so books as, sad, as well, yeah. yeah.
1: I was so sad with Freds. Yeah, yeah I was heartbroken, man. Yeah, man. Especially, yeah, you know the twins, you know, they, Yeah. they are always together. Exactly, precisely.
0: It's yeah. so sad that now there's only one twin left. It yeah. is, it, it, it sucks. It really sucks. Mm. I wonder, like, Here's the thing. We can also focus, that, like, I'll bring it back to an earlier topic. We can also focus on the life of what happens to ha- the next generation of Harry Potter kids. DNG? Yeah, exactly. You know, so there's Picard, there's Wars. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but, like, seriously, the next generation of Harry Potter kids, right? Like, you have Ron and Hermione's kid. Uh huh. You have three of Harry Potter and Ginny's kids. Yeah. You have Tonks and Lupin's kids. Uh huh. So you can focus on the story that I know that the cursed child kind of did it. Yeah, the cursed child is horrible, man. I didn't read it actually. Uh, I don't like the story. I'm not a fan of the story. Right. Okay. It, to me, I feel it's unnecessary drama. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I don't like it, and that's all yeah. I'm gonna say about that. Because <laughs> okay. I don't wanna go further with it. I, I, it, it doesn't warrant more breath from me. <laughs> okay. I feel that particular book. Okay. So, I also want to ask you, like, do you
1: have a favourite spell from Harry Potter? Um, I took a while to, I mean, you did prep me for this question. Yeah, right? I did and ask I'm, you beforehand,
0: uh, because I want to know, I want I, you to research.
1: I I used, I mean, to be honest, I only came up with Ak- Akio, and I realised yeah. why. One is its usefulness, and secondly, because what I love about the Harry Potter world is not specifically a spell, but sometimes is the, is the, is the studying of the magic, yep. the difficulties they the student go through, especially in the books, uh, the techniques behind the, for example, the Harry struggled so much with, uh, doing the spell without words. Yes, in definitely, the books yes. as well, and yeah, 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 Snape yeah. did it. S-
0: as if it's nothing. It's nothing, yeah, precisely. His, because uh, it is
1: a it is a ver- it's a difficult level of skill. Exactly. Yeah. So these kind of little things, oh, I really love the details mm-hmm. in like it's not so much for the spell but the techniques behind it. Which kind of makes sense uh why aura are more powerful than others. Definitely, because yeah. they have different techniques and method that's that of course. Is, um, yeah. It's different yeah.
0: different skill sets exactly, that allows yeah. different people to be different. Capa- the, the people have different capabilities to pick up these different skill sets to become a professional in their field. Mm, yeah. For example, like Newt Scamander probably has so many ways to communicate with Exactly, yeah. Other than using spells and everything. Yeah. He has kind of an affinity with beasts. That's yeah. why he became yeah. a Yeah. And like so many other people probably became auras because of their powerful, potent prowess yeah. of commanding
1: magic. Yeah.
0: But beyond that, there are so many other professions in the magic universe, in the yeah. Harry Potter universe.
1: Yeah, because I feel like in a world where any uh, any person can just say Avada Kedavra and, and kill somebody, kill somebody yeah. I suppose then the techniques behind it is more crucial than the spell itself. Definitely, Because
0: if yeah. I'm not mistaken, didn't Harry try and use Avada Kedavra in the books? Harry tried to use Avada Kedavra on Voldemort? And it failed because he didn't have.
1: And Voldemort was like, "You have to have the intent to kill somebody." I think so. I uh, believe so. I I think that was Crucio, actually. Crucial, yeah. And then he only actually succeeded against Bellatrix. Bellatrix, Mest, strange yeah. later, because on. yeah, you yeah. know.
0: So that's actually a very cool thing mm. behind it all. The power of the magic lies more than just yeah in the incantation. Exactly, the incantation helps channel the magic. Yeah, which is cool. Mm. Which Here's the here's the one thing that leads me to that uh, what I wanted to Wait,
1: Yeah, and your favorite spells first. Oh yeah, We've definitely Echo. F- <laughs> I'm, I'm a lazy
0: fuck. I'll Echo everything all day long, man.
1: Yeah, man. I, I think we are <laughs> we kind of established that we
0: both are lazy fucks. I do <laughs> like Lumos as well. Yeah, useful. Because when I was a kid I used to read in the dark a lot. <laughs> so having a yeah, and you know, back in the like the nineties, like No handphone. No no yeah, no handphone with a torch or anything. Or like, yeah. torches were like very blatantly obvious <laughs> when you brought one into your bed with you to read. But yeah, Lumos would have been like such beneficial, so true, beneficial true, to my true. life. Yeah, probably reading Harry Potter at the time. <laughs> so yeah, it brings me to my next point, where because the incantation is just a way to harness the magic, mm-hmm. there has to be certain ways to create spells. It take you probably take the best of the best to create a spell. Mm-hmm that would be used for example like all these different spells like the stupid uh, stupefy and Stupfy, everything there has to be stupendo. someone who created yeah. and yeah. kind of made this spell what it is yeah and, Snape. To, think, and to think Snape did it when he was a, a kid a student
1: right yeah and do you remember the whole at least in the book so many times he Harry was correcting the freaking the textbook, textbook man. Yeah. yeah and even the professor himself uh, it was uh, Slughorn right yeah he was so impressed by Harry because Harry was the notes from the Half-Blood Prince. Exactly. Can
0: you imagine the yeah. how... So, here's the thing. Snape was always proficient, very highly proficient in potions. Yeah. That's why he's the potions master. That's why he's one of, like, he was also a potions master at a very young age Yeah. because he was a prodigy in potions. Mm-hmm. They were, it was stated in the books that he was a prodigy yeah. in potions from, from year when year one, he first right? started, yeah. when year one, right? But here's the thing. To have the capability to correct
1: textbooks. Yeah.
0: That is insane. That is a massive level of like competence of potions, yeah. man.
1: And I think this is... I think he's the true um, representation of a good Slytherin, where yes. he is so witty being able to look at uh, the world around him yeah. and putting it into practice in his craft of you know, being a potion master, or even when he was a student, looking at a certain potion, looking at the world, hey, I have enough wit within me to yeah. put these things together into something that's applicable in exactly. real life. And yeah. Sectumsempra, he came Except- up with a Sempera, freaking yeah.
0: spell. Here's the thing, for you, a person to be able to channel a the magics with a spell, mm-hmm. it has to be, my take on it, right, yeah. is that you have to find a... a an incantation that has not been used with a different spell. Yeah, one, you have to have be able to find this incantation and word it accordingly so that the magic can transfer through the incantation from in the magic of the person the caster. Yeah, and you have then
1: for a person to pick it up mm-hmm. and use it. Mm-hmm. It has to be applicable for others to use it as precisely. So spell. they have
0: to understand. So with the Sective sempra, there was a note that says for enemies. Yep, but the thing is. Harry didn't even know what it was going to do. Yeah. He just cast it. Yeah. But uh, can you imagine how amazing Snape was, how amazing of a wizard Snape was to have thought of this spell when he was 16? Yeah,
1: man. It is insane. Yeah. And I think that's why he is Dumbledore's number two.
0: Yeah. That and because of his ties to the Dark Lord and everything as well. Yeah. and Circumstances. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah. But yeah...
0: Is beyond insane that oh, these are the few things that I like to have the, the conversations I like to have about Harry Potter, mm-hmm. about the prowess of the few people. For example, like the deep dive of McGonagall. Yeah, being I, you would never imagine a frail little old woman being a seeker, but she was.
1: Yeah, she wasn't frail. <laughs> you know, what? well,
0: she wasn't frail then, of course. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's with. But here is the thing. That's why I love about McGonagall as well. She's one of my favorite. um mm-hmm human characters, mm-hmm. I would say, as well. Yeah. Because, and she's probably my favourite professor mm-hmm. up there with Trelawney. But McGonagall has that kind of sassy, childish side to her as well. That
1: Yeah, she does. Yeah, I was
0: like, okay, I, I, I'm going to go back because there are a few yeah. scenes I want to shout out in Harry Potter. Right. One scene where Moody, well, Barty Crouch impersonating mm-hmm. Moody, turned Draco Malfoy into a ferret. Okay, yeah. And we're gonna go run down Professor Moody. What are you doing? Educating. Educ- Is that a student? <laughs> it's, it's, I love that scene so yeah. much. And she's like, and then she was pointing her wand right in Moody's face. Right. The head of the auras, the yeah. one of the most powerful <laughs> people of all. So, well, she thought it was the head of auras, but she was pointing her wand right in his face. Yeah. I'm sure Dumbledore told you that you never use transfiguration on students you might have mentioned it <laughs> like and then she, her wand was directly in his face she's yeah. a badass man she
1: is yeah. yeah
0: but she's not my favorite human character my favorite human character is luna lovegood
1: oh wow yeah, okay she is
0: because luna lovegood embodies everything that is mm-hmm. important about harry potter that even the outcasts mm-hmm. the weirdos that people usually leave behind can be the most important of people yeah, that is the whole idea of the prophecy, right? Yeah, that is the whole premise of Harry Potter. Uh-huh, yeah, and that's why I feel like her and Neville embodies kind of yeah. the Harry Potter spirit yeah more so than anybody else. Yeah, it is further exemplified in the movies mm-hmm. when Hagrid brings Harry back into Hogwarts Castle mm-hmm. and they like ask for volunteers who wants to join Voldemort's army. Neville steps up. Yeah, says, yeah. It doesn't matter that he's dead.
1: Yeah, he took yeah, out
0: the sword. He took out the sword. Yeah, only yeah. a true Gryffindor can pull out a sword from a exactly. Gryffindor. Exactly. And he is a true Gryffindor. He has, yeah. he has the... He embodies the courage of a Gryffindor more than uh, most
1: people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and then just Neville and Luna are so perfect together. Yeah. Here's like... I understand that a lot of people love Harry and Ginny together. Mm-hmm. What I would have preferred to have happened was if Harry, at the end of the book, got together with Luna. Mm-hmm. Because I think that will be a better
1: pairing. Okay. I don't like Ginny. I, I've... I, I I just glossed it over. I don't like Ginny. Like, yeah,
0: but... she's one of my least favorite characters. She's kind of annoying, and she's kind of a know-it-all, <laughs> and not in the uh, Hermione way. It just yeah. everything comes too easily for her.
1: I feel. I I guess so. I, I don't know. I I mean I don't have additional opinion yeah, on her this. Ca- her <laughs> character
0: is very one-dimensional. I'm in love with Harry Potter. That's it.
1: Yep. And and yeah, I have a past with uh Dean Books. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm in love with Harry Potter. I I
0: and I'm really um, somehow very powerful. Yeah. Uh it doesn't uh, it's just yeah. So I would rather Harry Potter end up with Luna Lovegood. Mhm. That would have been a pairing I was very interested in. That'd be quite interesting. I think Neville would have done really well with Ginny.
1: Mm, okay.
0: that would have been a pairing I think would have been interesting as well
1: yeah I I, I have no opinion because I wasn't a big fan of the romance bit yeah of course uh, yeah. I mean it wasn't so much that it wasn't okay it wasn't distracting from mm-hmm, enough that yeah. I'm like man get on with this but at the same time it wasn't interesting enough that I'm like it wasn't hey this like- is the oh this is very interesting I'm invested in this I, yeah I'm invested in Ron and Hermione but sure, uh, okay, yeah. that's all
0: Yeah. so I want to ask this question who are your least favourite characters in the Harry Potter franchise least favourite characters yeah because okay here's the thing I'm sure you like the villains because they're great villains okay so I know there are some characters that you will definitely l- least favourite not most hated it's just you don't care for this
1: character Man, it's so hard remembering those, right? <laughs> yeah, well, but, I do. Okay.
0: Like, I have a, I have a list now. Okay, <laughs> I will say my wife Angel's least favorite character, and a car is a character that she kind of even hates. Mm-hmm. Is Cho Chang, because yeah. in the movies she's portrayed as nothing but a fucking damsel in distress, and she's useless. And she also kind of gave up the secrets of the Dumbledore's Army. Yes, it was under Veritaserum, but still, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's who she hates the most. How about you? Me? Which characters do I like the least? Yeah. Griphook comes to mind. Who's Grip Hook? The uh, goblin that led Harry into...
1: Oh, right. He's yeah, kind yeah, of a yeah. scumbag. I remember, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I don't like... I don't like uh, Ginny. Yeah,
1: I... It's kind of annoying. I didn't like Percy at first, but he kind of grew, in the book at least, in the last yeah, bit. The last bit. But I, I, was it shown in a. T- in no. the movie the uh, Percy's redemption no. arc
0: no it wasn't it wasn't oh, shown oh right he was always behind the minister and in the end he was just with
1: his family right okay just glossed over right because I, I thought he because and... apparently
0: two movies isn't enough to contain <laughs> the last book <laughs> yeah I guess so because <laughs>
1: yeah uh, no because he does he was okay he's just annoying prick throughout but what made him what what redeemed it was his uh his final interaction with Molly yes when yeah, she he said I'm so sorry. He broke and down. And he broke he, down. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, he realized what he Beg for done. begged for forgiveness. Essentially, yeah. yeah. So that was an amazing part of the book. That is yeah. amazing part of the book. But yeah. if you don't see it, then yeah, I guess Percy was because it's just annoying throughout. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Really, there's nobody
0: else that you, kind of, ha- like.
1: You know, I mean, the rest are. I don't know. Gilderoy Lockhart, I love him as a I character. I love
0: Gilderoy Lockhart, dude. Gilderoy Lockhart is... as annoying as shit. <laughs> I love him so much. I Oh, come on. Cho Chang, but Cho Chang makes sense. Cho Chang is kind of just, ah, uh, so annoying. I hate characters who are so one-dimensional yeah. that they blatantly just use for moving along the plot, which is yeah. Cho Chang and Ginny, kind of,
1: to an extent. Cho Chang did have a bit more in the book, I think. Not much. Not much, right. Not much. It
0: was just a love interest for Harry. That was morning centric degree. It's a boring, stupid plot point that did it wasn't required. Yeah, it's just Harry needed to have a love interest before he finally got together with Ginny. That kind of thing, Mm. which is so stupid and annoying. Romance in most books and movies are kind of stupid and annoying Mm -hmm. because they're not
1: done properly. Unless the the point or the mood is, unless it's a romance novel, right? Suppose where even
0: in romance novel, it's overly convoluted and unnecessary.
1: I see. Okay. I a guess good
0: so. form of romance I would say is well, I wouldn't say it's a good form of romance, but a good portrayal of romance, or in my opinion, a good portrayal of romance, is Quoth and Deanna. Uh no no. It's not a no constant <laughs> it's a constant it's a constant chasing of each other but unready to move forward.
1: Uh, okay, I don't okay, I don't know. I so I'm so sorry, I don't agree with this one because
0: No no no, no don't get me wrong. Yeah. I find it annoying as heck
1: oh okay yes that's it's annoying
0: as fuck but I feel that is better than anything that Harry Potter has done except for Ron and Hermione kind of
1: okay maybe fair enough I would say the romance will be still uh, Doctor and Riversong oh yeah that was that really is... good
0: well done that is yeah, well
1: done <gasps> yeah Harry Potter will I think Lupin and Tong actually that
0: was a good romance yeah
1: in the book Yes. But not in the movie. I Definitely. Think. What does really I mean? Fleur Fleur Fleur. Fleur. Sorry. Pardon my French. <laughs> <laughs> Fleur and uh Bill, right? Yeah. Uh but I don't think that's even in the book it just, like, oh, just, just. Oh, just oh they got married, yeah. yeah.
0: Woo. Molly and Arthur. Molly and Arthur. I love Arthur. their relationship. Yep. <laughs> I love their relationship, man. He's such a goofball, but he's so amazing. Yeah. And she is such an amazing mum. She is. Yeah. Actually, be, sorry, mm-hmm. one more thing. Besides everything, but the Malfoys are they they love each other to death, man.
1: Yeah, they do. That
0: is probably their one redeeming quality that they will do anything for their family.
1: Okay, I'm sure there are more. Uh, in fact I think for uh Draco, he did have a redemption
0: arc. Yes, that's true. But like I mean as a family As, as a whole, family, yeah.
1: Narissa as a Yeah, Narissa. Narissa, Malfoy. Yeah. Narcissa. Narcissa, sorry. yeah. Sorry, Narcissa.
0: Yeah. Narcissa and Lucius will do anything for their family. Narcissa in particular. Yeah. But
1: but Lucius kind of get them into this. Yeah. You know? he's, a, he's a dickhead. Yeah. he's He got the family into this shit. He's horrible, yes. Yeah. I know, yeah. I mean, he, he probably think that he's doing good for Malfoy, but... Maybe, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just their beliefs, you know?
1: Yeah. Wrong beliefs. Wrong, yeah.
0: So here's the thing. I love Harry Potter a lot. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter is one of my favorite franchises. Yeah. I don't think it's well written. It's not the best written. It's on the surface it's good. It's to me it's good young adult. It's okay. It's averaging on the between the good and okay young adult novel series. Mhm. It's not the most amazing, but it's not trash. It's just very easily digestible and that's why a lot of it's very easy to jump into. It's a very good jumping point to, if you want to read more, uh-huh. for sure, because it's interesting enough. Mm-hmm. But there isn't enough complexity in the storytelling for me to be, say it's great. It's good writing.
1: Yeah, I I think when if you are if you are very uh, looking into just the writing itself or the world building, uh, I would say I would still still say it's pretty great actually. Uh, but I think what it did really well it's capturing imagination of others. Definitely, yes. It's beyond most books. The ability to communicate that sense of wonder, and imagination through words is something I've rarely seen. How easily they communicate that. For me, it's not the writing itself. I think the writing itself in terms of character development sometimes a bit shallow. Yep. I complained about it to you yeah, a while back, in fact. Definitely. Ah, like, oh, man, if only Harry Potter a lot deeper because I love the franchise, right? Mm-hmm. But, when it comes, to, what I have to give to them is how J.K. Rowling how knows how to u- use her words and capture people's imagination very quickly, and yeah. not get people so bogged down with exposition and all that in a way that is always <laughs> exciting throughout. And I, I will have, say yes, yeah. that is
0: very true because as much of a fan as I am of J.R.R. Tolkien, yeah, some of his exposition gets a bit wordy and draggy.
1: Yeah, ex- exact. Even <laughs> yeah. even uh. Patrick Rothfuss' book is not as easily digestible and quickly... Definitely. That's
0: why I say yeah. one of the best things about the Harry Potter franchise by J.K. Rowling is very easily digestible.
1: It's, it's so good at communicating that wonderment. I, I've... Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's why I say also it's a very good starting point if you want to read. Yeah, it's a I very so, good yeah. jumping off point if you want to get something deeper. Like, for example, again, yeah. Patrick Rothfuss because, holy shit, that thing is yeah. ridiculously nonsensical, deep. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: In terms of depth, yeah, you're right. I think it's a bit on a shallow end. Uh... In terms of writing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But beyond that, what do you guys think about the Harry Potter franchise? Who are let us know. Who are some of your favorite characters? Who are some of your favorite heroes? Favorite antagonists? Do you have a favorite spell? Mm-hmm. What house are you even? And if I would love to talk about more favorite scenes from books and movies mm-hmm. because there are so many I love. For example, Fred and George during the exam and the fireworks. <laughs> That's an amazing scene. Yeah. Yeah, I love talking about nerd stuff and Harry Potter, honestly speaking, is one of the most relatable, most understandable nerd topics that everybody kind of associates with. Yeah. So if you like Harry Potter and you want to talk about it, let us know who you, some of the questions. You can reach us at ThePodity on Instagram and Twitter. That's T-H-E-P-O-I-D-D-I-T-Y on Instagram and Twitter. And let us know. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. And stay tuned to this Thursday if you want to hear us sort some of our favourite characters into different <laughs> houses, yeah. and a little bit of trivia games with Steven and myself where we talk about Harry Potter.
1: Oh man, I'm nervous for that. Yeah, but me too. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Thanks guys for listening. Thank you guys again. so
0: much. We'll catch you on Thursday. Bye.
1: Bye.